Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Open and receptive to receive your word on today. I bind every attack and every assignment. The enemy was sent out against us today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Go with me again to Ephesians 6. And we're going to look at verse 16 again. We're looking at again the shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. When we get there, let us say, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am so glad you're here. Say, but while you're here, wake up, wake up, wake up. Again, I say, wake up. It is time for the word of God, the word of life. Let us go into the word. Ephesians six sixteen. it says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You may be seated. I was led to go back over this again because I want everybody to know how important this shield is. Not that. The other um, pieces of armor are not important because we know we need the belt of truth to hold up the rest of the armor. But when we look at this shield, when it says above all, it means in addition to all, out in front of all to cover all. It means in addition to all, out in front of all to cover all. So you got to have this shield out front. Because this shield is what's going to cover all. This shield is what's going to protect all. So this is why the word says in addition to all. It does not mean that this shield is more important than the rest of the armor. But this shield is there to protect the rest of the armor. So this shield have to be out front to cover all. So I want you to see while I'm talking about this shield... You got to see this shield out in front of you to cover everything that the enemy will bring at you. And for what I have come to know dealing with this shield, y'all, this is nothing to play with. You got to understand what the shield of faith is in order to keep this shield up at all times. When you don't understand what you have, you won't be able to use what you have the way it needs to be used. Amen. Some of us, we quote the word and we quote the word and we quote the word and we quote the word. And then we wonder why have not change come? Are we in that situation? Some of us, every day you get up, you're quoting the word, you're quoting the word, you're quoting the word, but you're still saying the pain is still there. Or you're still saying my finances haven't changed. Or you're still saying the children are still cutting up. People on the job are still cutting up. Everything around me seems like it's in turmoil, but God, I'm speaking your word. What's wrong? Come on. Are, are some of us in that situation? I believe we are. I believe that some of us are in that situation because you're watching what's going on more than you're taking heed to what the word of God has already said. Come on. Come on. You got to be honest with yourself. I know I have been in situations and it seems as if when God would give me a word, it's a long way off that word. And God had to show me what was stopping that word from manifesting in my life. And if you don't know what's stopping that word from manifesting, you will give up on the word of God. But God say, pay attention to my word. 
Incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For their life unto all those that find them. And their health and their medicine. So we got to understand that God's word plays an important part in our lives. This word has to be used at all times. And half of the time, some of us don't pick it up. If you coming in here on Sunday, you coming in here to get revived. You're coming in here to fellowship. You're coming in here to link up with believers because you know the world is so full of chaos. But if you know that you can come into a place and you got people to believe the same thing that you believe, you got people to stand for what you stand for. That's what's going to bring you into the house of God. So the more you come into fellowship with true believers, with the ones that know what the word of God is saying, the more it energizes you, the more that shield can stay up because you saying, wow, I thought I was the only one. Come on, you got to make a connection. This is why it's so important to come into the house of God. People say, you know, I can get it at home, but you can't get it at home like you can get it in the house of God. You can look at the internet, but it's not like being in the midst of y'all. Come on, it's not like being in the midst of saints, the set apart ones. So this is why this shield is so important. So we have to have that up. At all times. The first thing that you have to know is when they were carrying this shield, this shield was made of leather. This is natural. I'm talking naturally. It was made of leather, but they had to take and dip that leather in water. So when the fiery dots came and hit that shield, being that it had so much water on that shield, it was saturated, saturated with water. Soon as that fiery dot came, it quenched, it extinguished that fiery dot and it could not touch them. You got to saturate yourself with the word of God. You can't just dibble and dabble in the word when you feel something coming on. Come on, don't just get in it when you feel something coming on. You got to get in this word on a daily basis. Not just when trials and tribulations come, but you're in the word to build yourself up. So when those trials and tribulation comes, that shield is up. That means you can't touch me. Because I know I was bought with a price. I know the victory has already been won. But what we do is when we get emotionalized, that's when we want to fast. That's when we want to pray. That's when we want to scream and holler. When something has happened in our lives, now we're ready to say, yes, Lord, your servant hear you. When you get the worst news and you know nobody on this earth can help you, we come to realize that there is a God. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. Those that come to him must first of all believe that he exists. And then the Bible says, then he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him not the ones that seek him every now and then not the ones that seek him when nobody don't want nothing to do with you not the ones that seek him only when they get a pain in their body not the ones that only seek him when they fire you off your job but he said I want some diligently seekers I want the ones that seek me because they know me because I have been made known of them. So you got to know that first of all, he exists. So when we know that God exists and God is so good to us, y'all, because what God done for us, no one could do. No one in this room could do what he done for us. So this is why your dependency cannot be on people. Your dependency have to truly be on God. I have noticed when we make connection with people, we lose contact with God. When you truly make connection with people, whether it's your spouse, 
you lose contact with God. And the reason why we lose contact, because we put more trust, more dependency, more reliance on that husband, that wife, more than we put on God. Because we think my husband can fix it. My wife can fix it. They can work it out for me, but no, they can't. God have to be first and foremost in your life above everything and everyone. He have to be so first in your life that no matter when change come, he's the first person that you go to and say, God, what would you have me to do in this situation? You got to call on him before you call on anyone. And when you call on him more than you call on anyone, God is going to trust you and know that you can be trusted to deliver what he would have you to deliver without shrinking back. We got some people that shrink back because of family, because of how the husband feel or because of how the wife feel or because of how the children are going to perceive them. God say, once you put your hand to the plow, And you look back. You're not worthy of the kingdom of God. You got to be true followers of Jesus Christ. That means no matter how people perceive you, no matter how they look at you, you're not going to look back. Because you're denying the things that you're interested in. And you're trusting him more than you're trusting anyone else. You got to die daily in order to live for Christ. And I want to tell y'all something. As long as you on this earth, that flesh of yours, it has to be crucified on a daily basis. Because flesh want to act up. That's why your mind got to be renewed to keep flesh in subjection. You can take whatever you want to take from flesh. But if that mind is not renewed, that flesh is going to cut up in another area. So your mind has to be renewed on a daily basis. The word is your lifeline. The word is how you live, y'all. So this is why he's saying the word and faith work together. You cannot work them opposite. And God was so merciful to us, so loving and so giving That God gave us his faith, y'all. He knew that you could not make it in this world just on natural faith. God said, you need my kind of faith. So when you accept Jesus, when you accept him as your Lord and as your Savior, he said, I'm giving you my faith. My faith to believe the supernatural. The kind of faith that you have from God is not a natural faith. That's what I want you to catch on to. It is a supernatural faith that believes supernatural things. Meaning that it's going to believe the way God believes. Not the way you think it should be. We got too many people in this room that think things should be the way they think it should be. So when a spiritual person come in the room and they begin to speak those things that be not as though they were, people will cut you off and say, well, that's not what they said. Born again people. That's not what they told me. But I'm telling you what God is telling you. I'm telling you that God said, you are the healed of the Lord. No, but they told me that I'm going to die in six months. But I'm here to tell you that God said, you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. But that's not what they tell me. Well, I'll put it this way. If you want to go on what they say, just die. These are Christian folk. They tell me. This is what I have to take if I want to live a long life. Then when you go back today, they tell you that what they told you to take messed up something and they ain't got no care for it. Come on, y'all. Because you went on day instead of going on God. He's the only way. And let me tell you something. We got to acknowledge, church, that he is the only way. This is how you know you're in position and your shield is up. 
And you have to be ready to hear him at all times, no matter what. You got to hear God because, let me tell you something, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So when you in a position with God and you spending time with God and you hearing God and you knowing what God said, you got to begin to move on what he says. So God has given all of us, according to Romans 12, 3, the same measure of faith. Everybody, when they got born again, got the same measure of faith. The same faith that Jesus got, we got. Paul recognized that. This is why Paul said that I have been crucified with Christ. And the life I now live, I'm getting to the bottom of it, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He recognized that the same faith that Jesus had, I have. Then you go to Peter, when Peter said that all of us have this same faith. So the same faith Peter had to raise Dorcas from the dead, you got. The same faith that Peter had that when he walked by, and they saw his shadow. People were healed. You got that same faith. So there's no excuse when it comes to faith. It's just how you're using what you got. So all of us have the same measure of faith. He said, for by grace are you saved. Through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So God has given us faith. But in order to appropriate this grace, what God has given us all things, it comes through faith. And then the Bible tells you faith comes through hearing and hearing comes through the word of God. So let's catch this. If you ain't in the word of God, if you ain't in a place to hear the word of God, even though you got faith, it ain't flowing. It takes the word for your faith to flow. That's how faith flow through the word of God. So we understand in this room that all of us have the same measure of faith. When the disciples told Jesus to increase their faith in Luke 17, they only told him to do that because he told them to forgive people 70 times seven. I don't care how many times they come to you, forgive them. They say, uh-uh, you got to increase our faith. You got to give me more faith if you want me to do that. But see, the God kind of faith that was given to us, you will be able to forgive. Some of you may not forget, but you'll forgive. I ain't forgot what you've done, but I forgave you. But if you keep thinking on what they've done, then you're going to go in unforgiveness again. So the faith that God give us, faith works what? Love. Faith works through love. So we got to understand that shield have to be up at all times. And this is why I say we have to spend time with God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those that come to him must know that what? That he exists. And he's a rewarder of those that diligently what? Seek him. And then the Bible says that faith is what overcomes the world. No matter what's going on in this world, the faith that God has given you will overcome that. So we have to understand that we have to be in the word of God to know what the word is saying to us to be faith overcomers. Amen. I'm going to give you a little testimony how we have to always be in the presence of the Lord to hear him. And this is what God does, y'all. God is not going to give you everything. God will just say something and you have to move on what God is saying. Tuesday before the storm, um, my husband was uh, telling me. He said, "I'm going to see my mom," and um, she was in a living facility. He said, "I'm going to see my mom," and you know, I was just going to stay there in my word. I'm like looking at the rain outside. And I'm like, "Ooh, this is a perfect time just to just to get all I can get," you know. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit say, "Go with your husband." Heard nothing else. So I'm rushing so I can go with him to see his mom. And as we get out there, his mom is sitting there. She wasn't feeling well. 
So I said, what's going on? She told me what was going on. And I talked to her nurse and the nurse is like, well, you know, this is what we gave her. You know, she's fine. But it, it just didn't set well in my spirit. So then I come again. Let me tell you something. When you know God, you're going to be persistent because it's like an unction in you that just persists, that just persists, it just won't let go. So when I went back to the nurse, I said, she said, well, vital signs, all of this is normal. See, they have their procedures. They're trained a certain way. So however they're trained, this is how they look for different things. Vital signs normal. So, you know, if the vital signs normal, you're not running a fever, everything's normal. You're normal. Hello, somebody. Right? So I'm sitting there, I'm saying, no, 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 something is wrong. Y'all got to check her. So long story short, we had left. She called us. She said, I'm in pain. I'm hurting bad. We went back in. I got another lady and I said, this happened before and I believe it's this right here. She got the director of that facility, director of nursing, went in the room with us. She explaining the same thing. You know, they got to go through this is how we check to see if something is wrong. The vital signs, da, 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 da. I let her speak and I said, excuse me, can I say something? I said, ma'am, this is what happened before when the vital signs were normal. So after I got through explaining to her, she said, well, how do you know that's what was wrong with her? I looked her in the eye. I said, Jesus. I said, I'm not trying to get spiritual on you. But this is what's going on with her. Sure enough, when they took her to the emergency room after they brought the director in there, the doctor in there, they took her to the emergency room. The doctor told my husband if she had a went home, she would have died. You got to keep your shield. Even though they were telling me what they do. I'm telling them what God said. No, I'm going to say this again because somebody need to hear this today. You can't go on everything because it sounds good, because it tastes good, because it smells good, because it looks good, because everything that's good ain't God. So if I had not been persistent, see, the devil would have had his way. So that day, the only thing I could do was rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Because I let people know, it ain't nothing I done, it's what God done through me. I'm not taking the glory, it's all about him. So no matter what you do or what you say about me, I'm going to do what God tell me to do. So that shield, that shield has to be up at all times. And it takes the word of God for your shield to stay up. Whomever you listen to the most is whom you're going to believe. Whatever man you're getting advice from or a woman all day long, that's whom you're going to believe. What they're saying, I got to do this. What they're saying, I got to do What did God say? Oh, some people are upset right now. Because you want to keep doing what you're doing until it don't work. And when it don't work, something else ain't working. Because you listening to what man say, but you ain't taking the time to say, Lord, yes, Lord, your servant hear you. You got to hear God because y'all, the world is turned upside down. And people are tired now. When you get a certain age, they don't care about you. They think you don't live the, the life you need to live on this earth. So they give you what they want to give you, but they don't care. But we got to have some compassionate people that are in Jesus that see beyond what they say. No, God said there is life there. So this is what we're going to go on. But how can you go on life if you ain't in it? How you know what the word of God is saying if you're not in it? That's how your shield is up through the word. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. That means live by not just visit. That means live. You got to live a life of faith. You got to let people know I'm different. I don't live the way you live. I don't go on what you go on. 
I don't depend on what you depend on. This is whom I depend on. This is whom I rely on. This is whom I trust. No disrespect, like I told her. No disrespect. But it's Jesus. Somebody got to let them know it's Jesus that done it. It wasn't you. Because by what you're saying, she could have died. But what God said brought her life. So you got to understand. You got to know him. You got to become so acquainted with him. How do you do it? It's no other way but through the word. No other way but through the word. So we understand that all of us have faith. It's just how you're using what you have. The Bible said if you have faith as just a green, um, it's small, y'all. You can speak to the sycamore tree and tell it to move to yonder place, to uproot, and it got to do it. That's just how powerful faith is. But when you don't know what you have, and this is what I see, we have more beggars of God. We're begging God for something. Every day we're begging God. I'm speaking the word, God. Nothing is happening. I'm going through the same thing. Nothing is happening. God, where are you? He said, I'm right here. He said, I said, I'll never leave you, nor shall I forsake you. I said, I'll be with you even until the end. He said, I'm right here. The problem is you're not accepting what I have. When we look at second Peter, going back um, to Peter, when he said, all of us have the same faith, but that faith comes through the knowledge of knowing what we have. You got to have knowledge of what you have in Christ. If you don't have no knowledge of what you have, you're not going to use it. And I bet you everybody in here with a bank account know what's in that bank. And if you go to that bank and put that card in there and it tells you zero balance, you're going to blow up that bank. You're going to politely pull out of that drive through You're going to politely park in the front. You're going to politely wait in line. And you're going to politely say, where's my money? Some of us ain't going to be that polite. Amen, somebody. Because you watch your, how many watch your money? Everybody raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Be proud of it. How many work hard and watch your money? Some people act like they don't watch no money. Let that count get low. You be cussing. You watch your money. Let me tell you how I know people watch their money. When people don't have it, they get sick. They look down in the dump. Look like everything is just messed up because they ain't got no, don't talk right no more. Don't want to do nothing no more because they ain't got no, I know I'm talking right. Nobody don't have to agree with me. And then some people say, how do you act when you ain't got no money? You'll never know. You know why you will never know? Because the just shall live by faith. That means you'll never know if we ain't got it. Not unless you ask God about it. Your appearance don't supposed to change just because your bank account is empty. You don't supposed to be acting funny because you ain't got no money. But if you ain't got no money, you ain't got no honey, right? Ain't that how it works? Them women want the money. So some of you acting funny because you can't take the woman out no more. You ain't got no honey. But when you ain't got, that's when you're supposed to say, you know what? My father owns. How many cattle on him? Come on. He owns everything. And if he got it, I already got it. This is why he said, I know what you're in the need of. Before you even ask me, I have already prepared that day for you. Even before you go into that day, it's already been prepared for you. You're going to have to speak those things that be not as though they were. And even though my bank looked empty, I'm going to say money cometh in my bank. I don't know which way it's going to come, but he told me that he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Through who? Christ Jesus. So, Father, that's what you said. So, the only thing I can do is trust. See, the shield. 
Oh, some, some of y'all doubters right now. Some of you say, uh-huh, you can say that you don't act funny when you ain't got no money. You act funny. You call it what you want. But the just shall live by faith. You got to understand this. I am a 23-year faith walker. Who come off their job, gave up everything. Then you can talk. Come on. I ain't talking about waiting on a check every month. Come on, because if you work hard for it, you should be waiting on it. Amen, somebody. You should be waiting on it. But I'm talking about giving up something when there ain't nothing there for you to depend on. Come on, talk to me. So don't be trying to talk behind my back and act like I don't know. You, you walk in our shoes. And then you talk to me. So what I'm giving you, I'm giving you what I know. Amen. I'm not just saying it just to be saying it. I'm giving you what I know. There is no excuse for not a single person in here, even if you're working to McDonald's, if you're living by faith, you will make it. Amen. It's no excuse. It ain't how much money you make. It's what you do with what you get. The more money you have, the less you have because you don't know how to manage what you got. I need more money. Baby, get a better job. We can live better. You're still living the same daggone way. Just got a better job. Come on, talk to me. Oh, I'm stirring up some flesh now. This is your exodus. And there are your exits if you want to leave. This ain't nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. And the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Men, I'm going to give you a nugget. You know why some of y'all working so hard? Some of y'all. Because wifey is seeing what everybody else got and is turning that flesh up so they got to turn you up and you got to make more to satisfy their flesh this house wasn't big enough baby you got to get me a bigger house they ain't even cleaning the house they got <laughs> baby you see what they did you see what that man did for her you wouldn't have known what that man did for her if you stayed off Facebook. And that could be a lie. She could have bought the flowers and said the husband did it because she wanted attention from her husband that you're getting from your husband. It ain't the material things, y'all. Because after that flower died, you still want something else. But when you got somebody that love you with the love of God, you ain't looking for all of those things. Uh oh. Oh, the devil is rising up. Oh, yes, he is. But we're going to shut him down with the word. So you got to understand that shield has to be up at all times. And the way you keep that shield up at all times, you got to separate yourself. You got to separate yourself from unbelievers. What do I mean by that? We know we work with them. But you can't be socializing with them and you believe in God for one thing and they believe in God for another. That's going to make you drop your shield. So we want to keep that shield up at all times. We want to make sure that we're in that word. And it's just like a seed. If you put that seed in the ground, you know that that seed is going to bring forth whatever you put in that ground. But you got to keep that seed watered. You got to watch over that seed. So when grass come in the midst of that seed to overtake it, you want to pull that grass out, right? Because if you don't pull that grass out, when that seed start growing, that grass is going to overtake that seed, right? Whatever it's bringing forth. So it's just like the word of God. Once you plant that word in you, you got to watch over that word. How do you watch over that word? With this shield. That means that when the enemy comes in like a flood, 
The spirit of the living God is going to raise up a standard against him. And it's going to come through what? The word of God. The word of life. But in the body of Christ, we drop our shields because it looked like it ain't working. So let's talk about why do we drop these shields? And see, I want you to know the enemy, he's using everything he can for you not to hold up that shield. The enemy will come in with all kind of thoughts. And if you don't grab that thought right then, guess what? It's going to take root. But this is what's, what the problem is, the reason why our shields are, are down. It's unbelief. Let's talk about unbelief. What is unbelief? Unbelief is a lack of trust in God. You still have faith, but you're not trusting God the way you need to trust God. All of God's callings and gifts are without repentance. So God ain't going to take back the faith, but the faith is being blocked by your unbelief. So you got to get rid of this unbelief. And I'm going to give you some scriptures that talks about this unbelief. When we look in the word of God, go with me, if you would, to Mark 6, verse 5 through 6. Mark 6, verse 5 through 6 says, now he could do no mighty work there. Let me stop there. It said, now he could do no mighty work there. It said, could do it didn't say wouldn't do now he could do no mighty work there remember could do it's not saying he wouldn't do except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them and he marveled because of their unbelief unbelief is what was stopping the rest of the people from being healed That's why it said, now he could do no mighty work there because of their unbelief. He laid hands on a few sick people and they were healed, but he could have went in there and healed everybody if unbelief wasn't blocking. So unbelief is a lack of trust, a lack of reliance on God. Then we look at Mark 9, 23 through 24. And what this is talking about is this father had brought his child to the disciples. They were followers. They were learning of Jesus to heal his son. Those disciples didn't, could not heal the son. So when he brought him to Jesus, now understand that the disciples, they had the power of God, but evidently what was going on with this son, they were distracted through looking at what was going on with the son instead of believing that he was already healed. So when they brought him to Jesus, this is what the father said. Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes immediately, the father, the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. So you can have belief in God, faith in God, Knowing that God has already done it, but that unbelief will block your faith. So you can have unbelief and faith at the same time. So don't let the devil tell you, oh, you don't have enough faith for this to happen. That's why it didn't happen. No, you got enough faith because the Bible says that if you have the faith of a green of a mustard seed, that's a little bit. You can tell the sycamore tree where to go. The problem is the unbelief is blocking the faith from coming forward to manifest what God need to do in your life. Let me say it again. You can have faith and unbelief at the same time. So you got to get rid of what's blocking you from believing what God is saying. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, wake up. Say, you're going to need this word. Say, get up and shake the sleep off. It's time to wake up and it's time to hear what God is saying. Y'all we're living in an evil time. So then we see that Jesus told him that all things are possible to him who believes the enemy knows this. 
So the enemy want to stop you from believing. Let's look at Mark 16, 14. It said later he appeared to the leaven as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and the hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. We're dealing with this today. God has sent somebody to tell you something for you not to do. He'll tell you even before it occurs. He may tell you, don't you buy this or don't you take this because he's telling you ahead of time. So if God is sending a word through somebody, you need to take heed to that word because that's God speaking to that person. God is warning you ahead of time. Look at what Jesus did. It said, later he appeared to the 11. This is his disciples as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief. Do you know we can rebuke people unbelief? We can rebuke what's stopping them from believing what God has already said. And hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. They saw him. They came and gave them the report. They wouldn't believe it. So Jesus rebuked them. And he rebuked them because of their unbelief and hardness of heart. Now unbelief will stop us from getting what God has already provided for us. Unbelief is a lack of trust. It's a lack of reliance on God or on the things of God. So what we have to do, we have to go into the word of God. We have to build ourselves up with the word and we cannot let distractions come in and take us away from the word. That's how a hardened heart comes. I have talking to many people. Heart is so hard and the word was right there slapping them in the face. They were not receiving that word because they were more focused on what they heard. So they were going on more what they heard than what God said. And they missed out on what God said because of their hardened heart. A hardened heart is a heart that has become callous. It's a heart that has become more sensitive to the ways of the world than the way of God. We got a whole, we got plenty of church folks. That heart is so hardened sitting even in this room. That even this message that I'm giving you today is bouncing off. Because you have come to realize or come to believe that what somebody said to you was more true than what the word of God has to say to you. Because you're relying on Google. You're looking up something in Google and you're getting the opinion of what Google has to say through different naysayers. And you're going on that trying to fix your life. Anything that happened to you physically, mentally, financially, you Google it out. And whatever Google have to say, don't y'all know that's deception? Don't y'all know it sound good, but it may not be good. And the enemy know if I can get you to hear something, to see something or perceive something and I get it in your thoughts. And then it began to take root. You're going to have a stronghold. So your body is going to begin to believe that you sick with this when you're not. And the more you believe it, you become sick with it. Y'all better grab hold. Because this is what's happening. We're Googling our lives out. We go in Google. Now you can hit the button and it'll speak for you. Some of you need to check the spelling, though, because some of this stuff y'all letting it speak for you. People are like, what? So we got to be so careful. We cannot go on man's opinion, y'all. That's man's opinion. You got to go on what the word of God says. You are a spiritual being. I cannot go on a person full of nonsense. I can't go on a person. I cannot go ask somebody. And I'm going to use Jennifer Porter. If I go ask Jennifer Porter something about my life and she have no knowledge about and then she give me an answer and I'm trusting her so much and I'm going on the answer and it ain't right. Because I trust her. But she don't have no knowledge of me nor my life. But I'm trusting her. Let me tell you how faith operates. Jennifer went to school for accounting, correct? 
Okay, Jennifer, when she was over the books, here. Darling in the back. And I'm going to see if they remember this. Right here in this office, we had to repair, uh, prepare a report. The Lord gave me some knowledge, supernatural knowledge on something that I was telling y'all that you need to do. You may not remember, but I remember. When y'all done it, it was right. I'm not an accountant. See, this is why you cannot depend on natural means when you are supernatural being. You got to check it out with Abba Father. You got to say, Father, it sound right. It look right. But Lord, I need for this to come into alignment with what your word is saying to me. I'm only going on your word. That's how your faith operate. The just, the righteous, those that are in right standing with God shall live by faith. Not visit there, not vacation there, but live there. That means you got to trust God more than you trusting what you're hearing. Do you know why we have so much separation in the church? It's because everybody ain't in the same place in the church. Everybody ain't in their word the way they need to be. This is why the offense is the shield. People take offense quick, fast, in a hurry. Because they don't want you all up in their business. They don't want you questioning in them. They don't want you asking in them nothing about what they do because they think they know. That's pride. They don't want to humble themselves. So this is why you have so much friction in the house of God because you have some in and you have some out of the word. Then you have some that's hiding, saying yes to you, but inside they want to tear you to pieces. This is why everybody have to be in the word of God. You have to be getting the same thing. And even though I'm teaching you, you need to take the Bible and search it for yourself and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me with what Apostle Amanda said today. Show me, God, give me revelation on it so we can be on one accord. Because it was something she said I didn't quite agree with. And the Bible tells you to go to that person. Not to everybody else to stir up a case against me. If you ain't in the word, if you ain't been in the word, you ain't going to be in agreement with the word because your flesh is acting up. Uh-huh. You're critics of the word, church folks. You don't want to hear what somebody have to say that's going on in your life. No, you know, there's some bitterness there. I ain't bitter. That person. See, it's all about somebody else. It's never about us. But I can truly say, I may say something to my husband. In a way, he may not grab. He may come back at me with something. But before that moment or that second or that minute, before it even leaves, hold up, wait a minute, let me break this down to let you know where I was coming from. Then he break down, this is where I was coming from. And then we come together. How can we walk together unless we agree? Because if we're not in agreement, guess what? That shield of faith, one or the other is going to be down and we can't connect. So we have to make sure that we're in alignment with what the word of God is saying. Oh, I'm going to say this. Quit taking up for people that don't make no sense. Your husband or your wife may not make sense. Quit taking up for that nonsense. Cast it out. People don't like hearing that. I just let it go. It's going to come back and slap you in the face. You can't let it go. So we see in these instances here, it was because of a hardened heart. If your heart is hardened, it's more sensitive to the things of the world than it is to God. And the way to get rid of that hardened heart is to go in and plant that word. Go in and take that word and believe what that word is saying. Pay attention to what the word is saying. Do what the word of God is telling you to do. Another scripture is Mark 5, 35 through 36. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue house who said, this is Jairus. 
Jairus when he went to Jesus about his daughter. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken. Y'all get this. As soon. Somebody say, as soon. Say it again. As soon. Say it again. As soon. He didn't wait. As soon as he heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Only believe. The reason why unbelief come is because we accept every word that's coming and we don't deal with it. See, if you don't deal with that word right then, that word is building up a stronghold. And that stronghold that's built up in your life is going to be more sensitive to what you heard than what the word of God has to say. So the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up what against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn right then. You don't let it bypass you. When somebody is saying something that ain't right, some people, I believe some people want me to shut my mouth sometime. But when I hear something that ain't right, I'm going to dive into that thing. We dive into it, don't we, Brother Willie? We dive into it. We, we, see, this is, this is how we do when we have conversations. Sister Niece and Brother Willie, we sitting at the table. What I do, Brother Willie, if a conversation come up, and what do I keep doing? Do I come down, Brother Willie? I love him, but I ain't coming down. Because I'm a cat. I don't wait until tomorrow to correct it. No, 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 no. We're going to deal with this right now. Because if you wait till tomorrow, it's building up. It's building up and you begin to form your own opinion and that ain't what was said. So why do we wait several days to talk to somebody about something you thought they said or what they said? When the Bible says, if you got art, you go to them. You go to that brother and that sister and you clear that mess up before the devil really get into it and then you don't want to talk to each other no more because you don't form your own opinions about each other we got a church full of that people have formed an opinion about a conversation that may have been years back and they still have not solved that through the word so they got people believing a lie instead of believing the truth because they wouldn't go to the person and ask them And that keeps your shield of faith down. You cannot block. You should not block. Faith. Because faith is what manifests. Whatever God has promised. And if we keep blocking it. The enemy is making us feel like God ain't doing what he said. But God said my word. Will not come back to me void. What has come out of my mouth. It's not going to come back to me void, but it's going to go out and accomplish that which I please. And it's going to prosper in the thing that I have sent it to do. So if that's God speaking to us, no matter what the situation looked like or what it appeared to be, we have to say what God says concerning that situation. God said, speak To that mountain. Whatever your mountain is. You got to speak to the mountain. Not to God about the mountain. And doubt not in your heart. But you got to say. You got to speak. See the more we speak the word. The more life. Comes from the word. And it heals whatever is broken y'all. You cannot just meditate on it. You meditate on it to speak it out of your mouth. God spoke the world into existence. God didn't meditate on it. He had to speak what he was meditating on. So if you sitting there in your mind speaking. What I say y'all. 
I did. In my mind. But if I'm speaking it out. And you've been in the word. And I'm speaking the word out. Your baby is leaping. Because you done been there. You done meditated. Oh, I'm, I'm, the Holy Spirit is so grieved because it's all about the word. People belts of truth. They ain't put them on. When you truly put on the belt of truth, which is the word of God, Jesus is the word. When you truly accept him as your Lord and Savior, you want to get to know him. You want to connect with him because you have the same heart. His desire is your desire. That's why the Bible says if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. When I delight myself in the word of God. Come on, he's given me the, his desire. It ain't mine. But if you're not delighting yourself in here, you're not going to know what the desires of God is. So we got to get in the word. That belt is the first thing you got to put on. Come on, are you saved for real? Do you know you saved for real? Nobody have to tell you to cut off things. Because unbelief come through Facebook. Because you're more sensitive to what somebody else is saying than what the word of God has to say. You got to cut off everything that's going to take, bring unbelief. The television, y'all know the television, you, these commercials, they'll mess your mind up. They'll tell you. If your body is doing this right here, or if your body is doing that right there, you need to get up with your physician because you might have this right here. When I see commercials, I mute. I mute it. You know why I mute it? Because I'm not feeding myself that mess. I'm feeding myself what God has to say about me. Because whatever you're more sensitive to, that's what you're going to become. That's what your body is going to react to. So if you are trying to do it yourself, it ain't going to work. But if you ask the Holy Spirit, how should I be looking at this? How should I do this? And I have learned when you hang around people that do something you never done, the more you hang around them, you're doing what they done. But you never thought about doing it. So just because they did it, you feel like you need to do it. Come on, your shoes look good. You hang around them and they got a new pair of Louis Vuitton shoes on. You ain't never thought about Louis Vuitton that way. All of a sudden, Louis look good back there. I believe I'm going to get me some of them. Never thought. But it's who you hang with. Unbelief comes through you hang with. Let me give you a scripture on that. Acts 14, 1 and 2. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, is this helping you? Say, neighbor, is this renewing your mind? Say, for real? Acts 14, verse 1 through verse 2. Listen at this. Now it happened in, is that Esconium? Esconium. That they went together to the synagogue of the Jews. And so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. Y'all hear that? They believe the Jews and the Greeks. Check this. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and a poison and poisoned their minds against the brethren. This is how unbelief come. When you got people on one accord that's believing the same thing. Just like right up in here, Miracle Temple. God is teaching y'all according to the word of God. All of a sudden you get in the word, you're happy about the word, then the devil sends somebody to tell you, they ain't what the word is saying. Why she say that right there? Why she do this right here? Y'all in a cult. And then you grab hold to what they're saying instead of what the word of God has to say to you. And you miss out on what God is doing. So we have to understand, in order for that shield to stay up, we have to get rid of unbelief. The only way you can get rid of unbelief is renewing your mind, separating yourself 
from people that don't believe the same thing you believe and tearing down those negative thoughts that's coming to your mind that does not agree with the word. How can I tear them down? I got to get in the word. The word is your first priority because it says when we meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that's written therein, then we shall be prosperous and have good success. There's no other way. Y'all, it's all about the word. If you're finding out that you're hanging even with the Christian and you're giving them truth and they're rejecting that truth and it's making you have some doubts, you need to separate yourself because that person is going to take you away from what you believe. They're going to stop your shield from staying up and covering you from those darts. I guarantee you, even after today's service, you're going to hear some folk that's going to negate what you just heard today. They're going to make you feel that it ain't right. And some of y'all, if you don't go back and meditate on what was given to you, the enemy is waiting to take that seed because you have no understanding of that seed. So you got to go home with whatever you get, whether Sunday school and um, on up to me today, you need to take it and you need to meditate on it. And you need to say, God, what are you saying to me? God, what have I missed? God, what do you want me to do with this? Because I believe it's some unbelief in this room. And this is why your faith cannot flow. We can love a person to death. What do I mean? We don't want nobody in here hurting. We don't want nobody going through anything that they shouldn't go through. So this is why we bring the word, the word that's going to quicken them, the word that's going to bring life to them. This is the only thing that's going to stand in trouble. We got to stop uh, trying to sweep stuff up under the rug. We got to deal with it through the word of God. Sometimes we just want to have our peace and we don't want to hear nothing. But as long as you're in this world, you're going to hear things that's going to bring fear. And in order to hold up your shield, you're going to have to know what the word of God said. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed because I am God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. I sought the Lord. He heard me. He has delivered me from my fears. Perfect love cast out fear. There is no fear in love. Fear has torment. He who feareth is not made perfect in love. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So we got to keep those scriptures before us. We have to meditate on those scriptures. So when something come, our shield of faith would be up and we can have some peace even in the midst of that situation. Everything works together. And one thing I have learned to keep your shield up, you can't make it about you. It's all about him. Some of us got to get off our high horses. Some of us think that we're better than others in the body of Christ. Every joint supplies. We make up one body. Nobody is better than anybody else. You just have to stay in the position that God has put you in, in the body of Christ, working together, not working against each other. And the word of God will help you do that. So y'all, let's keep our shield of faith up. It takes the word of God to keep it up. It was one man. Go with me to Romans, the fourth chapter. We always talk about this man and it's Abraham. And this is what Abraham did. Abraham and 417 says. I'm going to start at 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written. God has made Abraham a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and call those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope believed who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken 
Now God began to say this, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Y'all get that? He didn't waver at the promise of, of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Do you see what Abraham did? He did not deny that his body was not functioning. You cannot deny that you're not in pain. You cannot deny that these things are not happening in your life. You cannot deny that. But you can speak the word over what's happening. Abraham didn't deny what was going on with his body nor Sarah's body. But he was fully convinced, fully persuaded at what God said God would also perform. And he did not waver because of unbelief. So unbelief was coming at Abraham. And you know how his faith got strengthened? Through believing what God said and through giving glory to what God has said. So if you want your faith strengthened, you have to give glory to what God is saying and not what it appear to be. The just shall live by faith, y'all. And if you're born again, you're supposed to be living by faith, not living by what he say, she say, but living according to what the word of God says. When someone comes to us, we supposed to speak what the word says first. We don't supposed to speak, oh, Lord, if your mom and daddy had it, you better get out of here. You're going to die. No, you speak according to what the word says first and foremost. And you can do it if you're in it. If the word is in you, that's the first thing that's going to come out of you. And you can be fully persuaded that whatever God has said to you, I don't care if it was 20 years ago, you can be fully persuaded and convinced that God is going to perform what he has said unto you. The just shall live by faith amen the just shall live by faith this is a time of separation people if you've been hanging with people that don't want to take truth from you then you don't need to be hanging with them people because it is blocking God's flow of faith from coming through you the just shall live by faith. Amen. Do we have any visitors at this time? And I believe today. Um, well let me say this. Keep Jay Murphy family in prayer. He lost. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. Where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. For church service. And on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. For Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.